Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Wade Galt on the line. Wade, how are you? Doing awesome, man. How you doing? I am awesome. We're going to talk about what I think everybody loves. I mean, in this world, there's always differences of opinion. But uh, when we start talking about three-day weekends, I think everybody looks forward to those. So, Wade, show, share a little bit about you and, you know, and the work you're doing. Sure. So I help entrepreneurs and uh, employees, freelancers, side hustlers, create a lifestyle where they can enjoy their life more. And the way that usually looks for me is to be able to enjoy a three-day weekend. A little over 80, 90% of the time, depending on the time of year, I'm able to have my Friday off. And in my case, I play beach volleyball, but everybody's got their thing. And for me, that's something, the beach volleyball is something that's anchored with my childhood, with growing up with my teens, with my 20s, really loved doing that. And had stopped doing it for a while, found it to not make me happier and got back into it. And so it's just whatever it looks like for you. It might not be exactly a three-day weekend. It might look slightly different, uh, but helping people just create a lifestyle that they enjoy so that they're enjoying the ride. And so that when the end of the ride comes, whether it's suddenly or not, that people can know that, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've spent time with my family, my friends, really just kind of a no regrets kind of living without anything too crazy, but just making sure we're making time for what's most important. It's so important. And I was on an interview earlier today with a gentleman who's 79 and he's launched several business, served in the military, does all kinds of amazing things, have written, I think, over 20 books. And for him, you know, I could tell that he's living his life, the life that he wants to live the way he wants to live it. And everyone has that within them. So many people think they don't but they do. We really do. It's just getting really crystal clear on what's important to you. What are the things you like to do? Like in in your situation with the volleyball, you know, there's things that I did in my youth that I loved that I got away from. Reading is one of those things. Well, you know, a few years ago, after my year of worst case scenarios, I, I returned to, you know, reading. And I remember that first year afterwards, I think I read 40 books that year. And I probably hadn't read that many books in 10, 15, maybe even 20 years, excluding textbooks and college yeah. prep and all that kind of good stuff. That, that, that That's a different kind of reading. That is, I paid a lot for this course. I better pass it type of thing. Uh, but, you know, the reading for pleasure or for education purposes to you know make me a better person, better leader, better whatever, you know, fell to the wayside. But once I added that back in, you know, it it really, you know, brings forth some amazing insights, you know, leadership books or branding books, for example. You know, right now I'm reading a book that's a few years old from Brian Smith. He was uh, the chap that launched UGG Australia, you know, the, the boots and all of that good stuff. So reading the story of how that went from, this first, you know, basically year selling a thousand dollars worth of those things, and now you know he sold the business off, and now it's a multi-billion-dollar annual revenue business, and it's just the stories of selling from his van and trying to figure out where to put two thousand pairs of boots and all this stuff. You read those stories, and you you get 
an insight as to things. And, you know, that's why I love doing this because you talk with amazing human beings like yourself and finding out, okay, why volleyball was so important to you and why a three-day weekend every weekend is an amazing thing. And before we get too deep into it, my hope, you know, with this whole pandemic and working from home and the way work looks is more organizations will start taking a longer look at leaving the Henry Ford industrial age nine to five Monday to Friday type of work to something that's a little bit more fine-tuned, flexible, but, you know, concise for employees to be more productive in a shorter period of time to allow people to have those extra days off to do things other than work. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Absolutely. So a couple of things. So first of all, Henry Ford was a pioneer in the sense that long before him, you had the agricultural age where people would just work sunrise to sunset seven days a week. And then it got to six days a week, maybe 10 hour days. It was right before Henry Ford uh, did his thing. So that was 60 hours. And he said, I'd like to do five days, eight hours. And it might've been, it might've gotten to six days, eight hours, but basically it's like five days, eight hours, 40 hours. Now, the clever thing, uh, which some people point to, which we, we don't know, we can't read his conscience, uh, but it also helps because he was selling cars. And guess what? When people have an extra day on the weekend, they drive cars. So he was you know, socially conscious, but also uh, clever. But at the same time, to your point, now coming forward to today, I've just always said when I work with my small business clients, look, I'm a horrible employee on the fifth day of the week. Your employees are not doing their best work on the fifth day. And it might be, you could say the fifth day, or if you take another approach, you could say the seventh or eighth hours of the day. So there's different ways you can slice it. But in essence, most people will give about 30 good hours of work per week. And beyond that, you're really just holding people in a space. Now, some business models are predicated upon certain hours, uh, but people are certainly relearning a lot of different things in the pandemic. And so overall, as an employer, I don't want my employees fifth day. I'd rather have them at an income level where they're learning to budget, they're learning to make money, and they're making good money, but they're coming in fresh. They're coming in well-rested. They've had three days uh, where they've taken off. They've fully gotten to do what they want to do. They kind of forget what they do for a living. It's kind of like each weekend is like a vacation, and you forget everything you get to do, and you come back fresh. So when I hit Sunday night, I really want to work, and sometimes it's it's hard for me to wait till Monday morning to not go into my email and stuff, and that's as an entrepreneur. But just in general, I get to experience a different side of life, and then I'm ready to come back for it. So if it's an athlete, we would tell them, yes, you need rest in between your games. You just don't go from game to game to game. You don't train every day. There are certain days when you rest. And so for optimum performance, we need a certain amount of rest. That's biology. And we've told ourselves that we don't need that rest mentally. And yet, if you look back, as especially if you're an entrepreneur, to some of your worst business decisions, uh, I'll almost guarantee you they've come at a time where, number one, you were in a fearful space, and or two, you were fatigued. And as you know, those two compound each other. They just, they just feed off each other. You're tired, and then you're fearful, then you're tired, and you go into all these scenarios, and then you start making either the hope marketing decision, if I'm going to throw $5,000 at this, or I'm going to take this another version of the same course for the fifth time for a couple thousand, or I'm going to throw 10,000 at this. And then the personal version of that is, well, I'm going to buy a new pair of shoes or a new car or this or that, and that's going to fill uh, whatever it is that's not making me happy, as opposed to just having time to enjoy life and even experience what it is that makes you happy. It doesn't change that much in my experience over the years. 
Yeah, the extra day off, and I know this, you know, with long weekends or taking breaks and, you know, stepping away from work. Like next week, for example, I've scheduled pretty much free other than I'm on six different shows. So I'm being interviewed. And and I thought, well, you know what, that lined up great, but I'm not doing any interviews. I'm not doing any other client work or speaking engagements or anything like that because you know it's been a pretty intense 2021 so far and you know I look back and I'm like whoa it's like wow that's a lot okay and you know I have to always check myself because I think as I may have said on your show if not um, my PR person always tells me it's not good for the burnout guy to burn out so don't burn out so like I can't work with that I'm like yeah you can you can write like one press release but then that will be basically the you know the you know the the obituary of my business and me because like all done. But at the end of the day, it's, I know for entrepreneurs, you get that eagerness and you just mentioned, it's like Sunday night. You're like, I want, I want to work. Cause when you love what you do and you can work for somebody or be your own boss or hybrid of two, when you love your work, it doesn't feel like work. You're like, I just want to do it. And there's, I, I get that, but there, it's good to step away and be away from the work because that's when clarity comes in. We always hear about stories of, yeah, this idea came to me in the shower or this idea came to me when I was going on a run or I was out in nature and I had this idea. And it's like, well, you know, keep a notepad or something or, or a little pen or something in your pocket to write those things down uh, because then you can go back to them when you're in, in work mode because when you have clarity, that's when things start to come you know, to vision, you start seeing them, you start thinking about them. When you're just constantly going, you're going to blow right past opportunities that could dramatically change uh, the aspect of your business and your success. Absolutely. And one of the things I just, it's funny, we've lived in the same development for about 10 years now, and there's this nature trail area. I didn't realize how winding it was. So usually I take a bike ride when I go for a bike ride and I'll go out kind of parallel to the main street. And so it's not very relaxing because it's cars whizzing by and they're on their way to work. And, and just a couple of days ago, I was, I was just tired. I'm like, you know, I'm going to wonder what's in there. So I rode back through there and really, I mean, not for exercise, more of almost like a, like a biking, meditation, chilling, just clearing my brain. Like I do really well with the ocean. The ocean for me, it's almost like the wind blows the stress away. Well, I was riding back here again through nature and it like closed in enough with enough trees and canopy and whatnot. And it's like, wow, really just cleared things up and got one or two ideas. I happen to use my, uh, my phone. So I just you know, type them in the notes section of my phone. And I did that a couple of days ago. I did that again today. And because sometimes it's hard to shut off. Sometimes like I have a, an event coming up in a week. And so I'm in a very, hyper vigilant state and kind of like you with the not burning out. I'm, I'm going to do my best. I think I can do it this weekend of still having a three day weekend with my event coming up next week, because part of, part of this is a, is a commitment to a certain pace in life and whether it's burnout, whether it's three day weekend, whether, or whatever it looks like for you. Some people say, I'm going to work when my kids are in school and I'm going to have off when they're off or whatever it might be. But there's something that Wayne Dyer used to say, which I loved. And he said, look, if you're five minutes, if you have five minutes to take a shower and you know you're late, you're in it, or you're going to be late if you don't, you can go in the shower and you can all freak out and, and, you know, and then get all sweaty. And by the time you're done with the shower, you need to take another shower. Or you can just go in the shower and calmly say, okay, I know I need to get this done. I need to 
be out of here and I'm going to show you how to shower because Michael, you don't know how to shower. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, you can, you can go in and do your thing and get out of there in the same amount of time, but with a very different energy and how you're going to respond to that is very different. So for me, so much of it's a pace and so much of it's just saying, okay, nope, I don't need that right this second. Or even when something comes up, so much of the pandemic, as you know, has been, well, can we do this? Can we go on a trip? Can we, we don't know. So I tell my wife, tell our kids, say, look, we don't know the answer for that. We're not going to know for at least three months. Let's put that on pause. We'll get back to it in two months because otherwise we can spend the next two months obsessing over it and it'll literally eat up our present moments. So we're not going to do that. So a lot of it is a very kind of intentional, Henry David Thoreau-like, um, intentional, uh, present moment, whatever word you want to call it, way of just being present with what you can control right now. I can't control yesterday. I can't control tomorrow. I can influence tomorrow. can't do a darn thing about yesterday other than how I perceive it. Uh, but in the meanwhile, I can go at a certain pace. And as an entrepreneur, that also means when I'm Monday through Thursday, which are my four weekday or work days, I might be working 10, 12 hours a day. I might work eight. And to what you said, though, I enjoy the work. So I get to work the longer hours. But this is where I get to keep my type A tendencies, if you will, in check to say, yes, Monday through Thursday, you can do that. And we still have family dinners most of the time. And sometimes the kids' schedules gets a little crazy. Uh, but they also know, okay, come Friday, Saturday, Sunday, dad's fully available. So from that perspective, from everything to house chores, honey, let's you know, on the weekend to whatever it is, I'll literally just say, look, I don't have the bandwidth. And I used to think as the hero, oh, I can solve all this during the middle of the week. I can't actually. And that's been something that's been very humbling for me coming to terms with the fact that, yeah, I have a limited amount of energy. And, and if anything, kids will teach you that to say, you know, when they have a tantrum or they're ticked off and you're like, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to impose my will. Then you impose your will and you're exhausted. And they just run away playing and they, in five minutes later, have already forgotten what happened and they're onto something else. And they didn't even do what you, by the way, wanted them to do. They just did their own thing anyway. Uh, so for me, a lot of this is about being more intentional with my energy, still focusing at certain times, but then needing that gap, that rest, that break, because otherwise, uh, the next week's work, the quality will suffer. As you said, uh, as far as, you know, if you get burnt out, it just starts showing in your work. And if people know your work, uh, they'll see it. And if people don't know your work, they'll just probably be a little less interested in it because it doesn't, it's, it lacks the depth. It lacks the clarity. Agreed. And, and as far as shower is concerned, I'm really lousy at washing my hair too. So it, it definitely creates a lot of problems, but uh, somehow I make it, but I love that analogy because it's like, okay, you're going to be late if you take any longer because sometimes we get lost in the moment and we start thinking about things in the shower or you know re replaying scenes from the past um we have been yesterday or an interaction that you had with somebody and um sometimes you you realize oh wow that was a 30 minute episode okay what that explains why the water's starting to get cold it's like hopefully nobody has to take a shower after me because the hot water is not going to be there for them quite yet but you know the the thing about you know, the, the four days and, you know, yeah, you might work the longer hours is when you concise the amount of, or shrink the amount of time you have available to do something, as long as you have the right mindset, you don't necessarily look at it as a challenge other than, okay, I know I only have this much time. I'm going to focus on that because there's so many distractions in life, the world, our, our family, kids, you know, working from home, of course, has created a lot of challenges for many people because everybody seems to be home. So 
you know, it's, it's kind of nerve wracking and you don't have that ability in some places just to literally close the door and say, okay, world time out. I need to focus on this uh, unless you have those communications and you can do that with your spouse and with older kids, 18 months old, probably not. You know, they they don't care about boundaries. They're like, no, boundaries are meant to be broken. What are you talking about? Get me out of this cage. You know, so it's, you know, it's all the things that we've all grown up with. Thankfully, mine are all adult age now. So, you know, the, 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 but it, it, I, I still fondly remember some of those days. Um, not all of them, but some of them. I remember most of them. But, but for people that, you know, want to segue from their five-day or six-day or seven-day uh, work life, to this three-day weekend, every weekend lifestyle, what are some things that they can look at to start kind of scaling things back for them to make it easier for them to eventually get to that uh, three-day dream? Sure. So the first thing is you have to be able to afford it. And this is something a lot of people miss. They'll say, well, I, I hope my boss will give it to me. Well, the business needs to make more money in order for the boss to pay you more. And especially now with the pandemic, things are less steady than they used to be. So nobody's going to, quote unquote, give it to you, or they, or they shouldn't even mathematically. But if as, let's say you're an employee, to start as that example, and let's say you're working five days a week as a simple example, and you say, okay, I'd like to get to four days a week. If you go to your employer and say, I'd like to work four days a week, that's, some employers will say, okay, great, I can prorate your, you know, I can pay you the same hourly. And you can work four days. So that's one option where you say, okay, hey, if my expenses are, are in tune enough or in, in, you know, uh, roped in enough, I can afford to do that. But you might say, no, actually, I want to make the same amount of income. So the employer would rightfully say, well, you know, I can't afford to do that. So you say, okay, well, I could get five days worth of results in four days. Possibly, okay, we could give that a try, but I still haven't gained anything as the employer. And plus you being there helps me. What if you could get six days worth of results or at least five and a half days worth of results of whatever it is you do? Now, all of a sudden, there's a reason for me as the employer to consider that very seriously. Because now, and not just because you're looking out for me, but because you're looking out for me, you're coming up with a better answer. If I can get six days worth of results, I don't care how long it takes. Now, there's some industries where you have to hit, get coverage. But even still, if you're the person who's that top 20 or 10%, they'll work around you. They'll, get, they'll hire the other people to fill in the other jobs. So you say, great, I'll get these results in this time. And... The main thing to do is to, again, have an adult relationship with the um, adult economic relationship. Let's be very clear about that <laughs> relationship with your boss to say, look, I don't expect you to give this to me. In fact, let's do this. Every week that I do such and such result or every month, let's say every month that I hit such and such result, the following month, I get that Friday off. Okay. That's reasonable. That's not just me cramming in a bunch of results by Thursday and then everything just blows up. And, you know, so it has to be something that's, that's reasonable and responsible. And that could work from going from seven days to six days, six days to five days. The same concept holds. Well, now as an entrepreneur or a freelancer, it's the similar concept. Get your expenses in order so you can afford to do that. And then start looking for what are the clients you want to work with? What are the clients you most want to work with that pay you the best, that really value your work? What it is you need to do for them, for them to want to pay you that way, but also look at your expenses. So for example, we had used to have a, um, a convertible beach mobile and it died about, I don't know, six years ago, just finally just had its last. And I was working from home, which I have been for over 20 years. My wife had just started Doing. No, actually, she wasn't working at that time, uh, but 
we didn't need a second car. So I said, okay, great. I'm going to get a bike, which is going to cost me $500 once. And I'm going to ride to the beach, which can't hurt. A little exercise, a little bit of a challenge. It's like seven miles away from here. Not a big deal. If you're a biker, that's like, that's nothing. I'm not a biker. I'm a little lazy when it comes to biking the beach. Once I get there, I'll chase the ball. But anyway, for two years, we had no car payment. That's roughly 500 bucks a month times what? That's 12,000 bucks just to, no, actually, sorry, it was three years. That's right. It was because it was 18,000. I can remember that. 18, yeah. So 36 months, $18,000, technically $500 for the bike. So 17,500 saved, uh, had more energy, uh, got in better shape, uh, took life at a different pace, but also, and I forget what I was making at the time, but let's say I was making 250 a day net, like take home after tax, after expense, after all that stuff. Well, then I just gained myself two days a month. So a lot of it's just looking at your expenses in that way. And then if you're in between, if you're an employee looking to get your own business or whatnot, then you might start looking, okay, I'm going to invest five to 10 hours a week in this side hustle, this new business and make, you know, look what to do what I can to make the income to eventually transition where I can have enough in that where I can uh, pay for myself. But as you said, sometimes the hybrid situation is one of the best. You start cutting back your hours with an employer and then you can make up some of the income because sometimes you might say, for example, somebody might say, well, look, wait, I can get, you know, a $250 coaching client. Okay, great. Can you fill your calendar with them? No, but I can get four of them a week. Okay. Or whatever it might be. Okay, great. So you slowly, you just it's, it's math. It's really so much about the math and just honoring, again, being an economic adult to make sure you can take care of um the finances and all that stuff. But overall, ultimately, it's about understanding that at some point you made less money per hour and now you made more and then you made more. And if you're near, you're in my age, we've done this multiple times where we've gotten raises and yet we never gave ourselves a free time raise. So that's all this is. This is a free time raise. It's a different type of raise. It's not a financial raise. Uh, It's a different type of a raise. And so if you look at it from that perspective, it's actually not too crazy. It's not magic. It's just, it's math. And then also when you then look at that next purchase and you say, um, you want to get out of that cycle, you say, look, well, I've been in this cycle, let's say, of I don't really love my work, but I make really good money. And so on the weekends, I go and blow a bunch of money to make up for the fact that I hate my work. Yeah, but now I'm stuck in this cycle constantly. Whereas if you say, okay, for a couple of years, I'm going to ease off that blowing the money and I'm going to save it or I'm going to do something different. I'm going to slowly work my way out because sometimes you don't do what you love to make a lot of money. Sometimes you do something you like and people are like, you're flipping awesome at that. We'll pay you a lot to do that. And you might say, okay, great. I'll do that two days a week. And that might, you might have a two day work week. It really all just depends. Uh, And in that case, you might decide to start something new. So in my case, I have two days a week, roughly of business of a software company and some business coaching that I've done for years. I like the work. I believe in the work. I've just done it for a long time. So I'm not as passionate about it. I'm more passionate about this three-day weekend, four-day work week stuff. And that stuff doesn't yet make the money that the other stuff does. But I'm balancing the two and have a wife, have kids and, and have to make sure we do all that. So the funny thing is, is some of my friends who other people would say, well, they don't have their stuff together. You know, they're a bartender. I'm like, yeah, but they're on the beach on the weekends and they're, yes, they're in their forties and they're still a bartender, which some may say, well, that's not a really steady job. Yeah, but they're on the beach on weekends. They're enjoying a three-day weekend. They're partying when they want to. Like they're figuring out the math for their lifestyle. So a lot of it's just making the math work and knowing what you would do with that free time. If you don't know what you do with that free time, then you'll default and you'll just come back to work, which 
is not tragic, but it certainly is. A, if if you have any sort of ego, I'll challenge you. It's a lack of creativity, if nothing more. Yeah, it's great advice, and you know, it reminds me of a story, and I'm going to shrink it up and paraphrase it. It was basically of a a fisherman that was really good at fishing, and somebody came by that was in the you know fishing business and say, "Hey, you you could." grow this and what he does is he fishes during the day and he plays guitar by a fire at night with his family and he's like that's all he does he's like well you you know you you're amazing at this you can launch your own business it'll be successful and then you lead this and then eventually it'll start to franchise and expand and you'll have you know you'll make all this money and then you can retire and and what would you do when you retire he said well i'd fish during the day and play the guitar by the fire with my family at night and a lot of people think that, okay, I got to make millions and then I'll be able to do what I want while they're still able to do what they want. You know, the bartender story. Yeah, sure. Okay. They may not have a 401k or, you know, retirement type of plan, but maybe they do because, you know, they, they're smart with their money and they go, well, I'll do this. And then that way I, I can cut out the, you know, the bartending stuff a little bit. But I find, you know, a lot of in those types of businesses, if you love what you do, it's not work. And you're like, eh, I'm just going to go ahead and do this. So it, it's amazing advice. And I, I think, you know, talk, you know, talk about the three day weekend and the four day work week because of this pandemic. And I'm already seeing the stories about this where there is a divide that is coming. I'm already seeing it where employers are saying, yeah, we're not going to continue the remote work. We want everybody to come back where the employers are going, Mm-mm, I don't want to do that. I want, let's, let's meet halfway. So we're going to see an interesting dynamic. And I think we're going to see a lot more people looking at this. You know what? I want a three-day weekend and I want one every weekend. And what do I need to do to do it? And you know, you said the math numbers. That's exactly what it is. You know, me being a former accountant from many, many years ago, you know, math is a skill that's there. So I, I know what I need to do. It's like, okay, for me to do this, what do I need to do? Okay. I don't, I also don't have a car payment. Um, you know, I am fortunate, you know, in, in Toronto that there's transit and there's Lyft and Uber. So if I need to actually go somewhere, I can, you know, I, I do own a vehicle. It's paid off. Uh, my better half, you know, she works outside of the house. So, you know, she uses it. So if I need somewhere during the week, okay, I'll just, you know, take a, a lift or transit or whatever and do what I need to do. Um, but the cost savings on that, you know, with insurance, the car payment, um, gasoline, and I know at the time of this recording, gas is going up because there's this little pipeline issue in the east. Oops. You know, so, you know, hey, I, I didn't know we we're going to see commas in our gas bill at the end of the day. Ooh, wow. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, looking at those savings, okay, what does that buy me? Yeah, and it's like, yeah, you know, there's that tendency. Okay, cool. I got that extra money. I'm going to go buy all this. No. Live simple, people. Start with the essentials. Have things in life that are essential to you. Um, I'm not telling you to be a minimalist. Be essential. Have the things that are good. You know, that bike, you know, I mean, you know, think of all the gas money you've saved, much less the maintenance and everything else. And the you know, car insurance, you know, so, you know, that 17.5 was actually more than that because of all the other ancillary costs. So, um, I, I highly implore people, even though I grew up in Detroit, it, you know, I, I will say, if you don't need a car, don't buy one. <laughs> 
Okay. You know, so, you know, GM no longer pays the pension for my late father's you know, pension anymore. So I, I, I don't have to, you know, push a particular automaker unless they want to sponsor my show. Then I would, if Mary Barra wants to give me a call, I'd be more than happy to have a chat with her. So end of the day, life is about living and a three day weekend is the life. Um, so I highly implore people to reach out to Wade and, and find out more about this. So Wade, I've loved this conversation. love our chats that we have all the time. And uh, where can people find out more about you and, and all this amazing work you're doing? Sure. The simplest place to go is threedayweekendclub.com. And that's where we have a membership community. A part of it's free. The part that focuses on the three-day weekend where we talk with different experts and I share ideas and other people share ideas and the community supports you of how do you best enjoy the time, the free time you already have, make the most of your relationships, uh, the activities and the time you have for those, uh, the money you have, the possessions you have. And then there's another part of the community, which is more focused on the four-day workweek part of for entrepreneurs uh, and employees, how do you make more money in the time that you have and things such as productivity, efficiency, delegation, those sort of things. So again, threedayweekendclub.com uh, is the best place to check that out. And then they can check out the podcast at threedayweekend.com entrepreneur.com, which you'll be on shortly. That's awesome. And thank you so much for your time today, Wade. And I love this work that you're doing. I'm, I'm, I'm a big advocate for it. If people can enjoy their life and design their life where they have a lot more me time, leisure time, fun time, whatever time they want to do, uh, it just it, it makes their work better. So thank you so much for the work that you do. And thank you for awesome. being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of The Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.